Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode 82 of the Yellow Card Podcast. Brought to you by our good friends over at Couch Guy Sports. Make sure to go check them out, couchguysports.com. All the blogs, all the podcasts in the network. Stuff you're not going to want to miss. Trust me. And also, the Yellow Card Podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at Shocked Energy. Hydration, needed. Shocked Energy. You need to revitalize yourself. Focus in a moment's notice. My internet connection is unstable. This podcast is unstable. This has been a great intro by me. Um, but no, if if you need a a drink for caffeine to keep yourself focused, go to shockenergy.com. Promo code CGS10 today for 10 off your order. I lied, it's CGSN. CGS10 is our good friends over at exogun.com. Wow. Someone get a gun. Just put me out of my misery. This intro has been horrendous. Diego, how are you doing tonight? I am doing, this sir. This is what happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm traveling, and I am doing. Um, we got a lot to talk about and a lot of surprises that happened literally within the past, what, like three hours, four hours or so? So we got a lot to talk about today. I don't yeah, even know. No, I don't really even good. know if Mr. Jones is. Uh, oh, he is. I'm there. Here. You're, you're coming in and out of my thing, dude. Uh-oh. That should it's, be fun. Episode 82 is going to be one for the record books, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be honest there. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, first thing we're going to do, we're going to recap last week. UCL, both Diego and I were right with Liverpool and Real Madrid being in the final for the Champions League. We will go over that in a couple of weeks when that matchup is taking place. Uh, Diego was also right last week in the Europa League with Rangers and Frankfurt. I had Rangers and West Ham. Uh, so just to go go upon the records real quick, in Champions League, I am 74 and 50. Diego is 66 and 58, which means Diego will both finish in very much some of the bosses in Champions League, which is very, very good mm-hmm. for us. Uh, Europa League, I'm currently sitting at 22 and 23. You are 21 and 24. So I have the potential to finish 500. Yeah. Or, or we finish with the same record if we go different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the EPL last week, one, two, three, four, five. We both six. went six and four. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six and four. I am now sitting at 47 and 49. You are sitting at 49 and 47. And that's where we're going to start off tonight, folks, is with the English Premier League. The first game we're going to be talking about is the Tuesday matchup between Aston Villa and Liverpool. So I will let myself start because Diego is focusing on something here. Uh, I am going to say Liverpool is going to win this game 3-2-1. Very nice. I have Liverpool winning 3-0. This is a big one for Liverpool, especially after they dropped two points in the standings with their draw to Tottenham over this past weekend. With City uh, blowing the doors off of Newcastle, you got to think Liverpool is going to come out for blood here. All right, the next slate of games that we have is on Wednesday. First one at 2.30, Leeds and Chelsea. I think this is a close one. I think defensive-minded from both sides. This Chelsea team is not the same that we've seen. Uh, 
from the beginning of the season. I think Chelsea squeaks one out. I think they went two one against Leeds. I think differently. I think while well, Leeds has done a great job at kind of rebuilding themselves and whatnot, um, I think this is a situation where Chelsea now under new ownership, which by the way, that, that was breaking news last week and we announced that as well. Um, under new ownership and with plans of potentially spending a lot more, um, this gives some sort of stability again back to Tuchel. Uh, and I think this gives a good motivational momentum for Chelsea. And I think Chelsea wins this one four to two. Well, there it is for a few. All right, we get next one. We got Leicester Norwich City. I got Leicester winning two nothing. And it begins. <laughs> like clockwork, maybe. Norwich uh, on the road isn't uh, fantastic. Leicester at King Power is very, very good. Besides last week against Everton, uh, I'll take Leicester two nothing in that one as well. Uh, next one we go Watford and Everton. I'll go here. This Everton team, they don't, they're not getting relegated. They're playing too well, too well right now. They're going to keep it up. Two one victory over Watford at Watford. I got Everton winning this one, one nothing. I think Watford is going to be tough to uh, tough to beat, but Everton gets it done. Okay, uh, Wolves and City, Man City. I got Man City winning. I this think. One. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I got City winning this you one. Man City winning. Yeah, I got I got them winning three to one. Uh, City is firing in all cylinders right now. Um, with the Liverpool news of them tying up one one against Tottenham, I think that gave them even more fuel for them to just go ahead and secure their Premier League title. Um, and I think with this win, they could potentially do that. I kind of like Wolves to put up a little bit of a fight here. I mean, at Wolves. They're 15-5 and 15. Do I see Wolves winning this game? Not a chance, but don't forget they played back in December at Etihad and Man City struggled against them and only won one nothing. I think City scores a goal, but I also think Wolves scored a goal. I think we're in a 1-1 draw here. All right, okay. let's talk about the North London Derby taking place on Thursday. Tottenham and Arsenal. I got Tottenham winning this one 2 nothing. Um, I think where they are in a position to be making games up because they're behind. Um, this this puts Antonio Conte right on prime position to finish up exactly what his plan was, which was to bring Tottenham back to Champions League football, and he gets it done here. So they're, they're, them and Arsenal both have 35 games. They each have three games left at hand. Um, Arsenal... Currently four points up up on Tottenham. Uh, so Tottenham's going to come out firing. They need to win this. If I'm Arsenal, I'm trying to go defensive as as, as possible just to at least uh, secure a point out of that. So you stay within that four-point gap over uh, a two-game span that's left. However, I think Tottenham's fired up. I love the way they're playing, and I think they have a little bit of momentum going, especially after that draw with Liverpool. I actually also have them winning 2 nothing. <laughs> All right, let's talk the Sunday slate. First game, Tottenham and Burnley. Keep it short and sweet. Tottenham again, they're going to roll through one. 
All right, I'm going two to one, um, Tottenham. All right, next one is Aston Villa and Crystal Palace. I got Palace. Palace been good to me. Yeah. Palace has been good to us. Uh, you got Palace winning? Mm-hmm. What, what is your score? I got a 1-1 draw, actually. I think Villa's going to play very, very well. And then after the, the, the game against Liverpool, I think going up against pa- a Palace team, I think they're going to end up getting a point out of it. Okay. Um, I actually got Crystal Palace going ahead on this one, winning 2 nothing. Um, I think the way that Crystal Palace is playing right now, Patrick Vieira has them playing really, really well. And um, frankly, I, I like their football right now. So 2 nothing Palace. It's funny that you say that because I was contemplating because I think this game goes one to two ways. I think it's a one-one draw, or like you said, I think Crystal Palace continues their great form and win the game two nothing. I don't think Aston Villa has a stake in it at the moment. Uh, Leeds and Brighton. Leeds and Brighton, Brighton wiped the floor with Manchester United this past <laughs> weekend. So with that being said, because of that, I'm going because of that. I'm going Leeds to win two to one. Okay, all right. <laughs> Listen, I got I got nothing to say about how bad we lost to Brighton. Um, that was irresponsible football that Manchester United played. Um, it's not a manager's fault at that point. He set up the lineup for success. Actually, that lineup that he brought into that game uh, was an excellent lineup. They just didn't play to standards. They they fell off. They really fell off. Um, how Leeds is playing right now, though, I think they're gonna give Brighton a run for their money. So I think this is actually a two to two tie. All right, next one we go Watford and Leicester City. Watford's good enough to lose, man. They're 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 sitting in nineteenth. I think they rattle off a win at home against Leicester City. I think they beat them two nothing. Okay, um, I got Leicester City winning this one three to one. Really? Yep. All right. Next one, we go West Ham and Manchester City. Do you want to go first? Oh, okay. Um, I actually think West Ham here gives a lot of trouble to Manchester City. Um, The football that Manchester City is playing is very similar to that to Liverpool. And West Ham is playing the very similar football to that of Tottenham. So I think this is actually a 1-1 draw. I hope you're right, but I've lost too many points in the standings picking against City. So I'm going to go City 2-0 here. Okay. Next time we got Wolves and Norwich. Uh, keep it short. I'm going to go Wolves 3-1. I got Wolves winning 3-0. Uh, Everton Brentford, another another win for Everton here, but I think this is going to be a high scoring affair. I got Everton winning three two. You got Everton winning three two too, and it continues. It just continues. <laughs> this is why we have a podcast together. It's because we have the same thought process behind everything. Uh, oh my god! Next one, last one. <laughs> excuse me. Newcastle at uh, Newcastle hosting Arsenal. Now, this is the game that I think could change the landscape of the top four here, uh, especially with Arsenal. If we 
if Arsenal loses to Tottenham like we think, do you really do you think they go into Newcastle to win? Because I sure as hell don't. I like Newcastle two one. <laughs> I got Newcastle uh, uh, two to one as well. <laughs> let it work, baby. Let it work. All right, so that'll do it for that. Diego and I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five different. So that's gonna be the big, big stake for the uh, the table next week, especially with the fact that there will be for the majority two games left after or one, depending on however. It all puts out. Also, a big shout out. Uh, go out outside of the EPL, but go to um, the EFL. Uh, shout out to Bournemouth for officially clinching their spot. They are coming back to the Premier League next year, as long with, as well as Fulham. We will see Huddersfield Town, Nottingham Forest, Sheffield United, and Lutton Town fight to get that third spot back up. Just to go on it real quick. So that is taking place, I believe. Yes, yeah, so that is taking place. So they're doing the first set of games, uh, the 13th. So the first one, it's Lutton Town and Huddersfield Town. Um, I just think Huddersfield's going to win. I think they're going to move on and play in that, that final match that will allow them to get the chance to go. I don't. I like what Huddersfield Town has done this year. Lutton Town just they don't do it for me. So I think Huddersfield wins two nothing, uh, one nothing on the road, and then at home they win two to one and move on. What about you? I kind of have the similar thought process as you. Um, I do agree. Huddersfield moves on. Um, yeah, I don't I don't have anything much to add on to that. Okay. What about the other one, which is Sheffield and Nottingham Forest? This is a big one for me because I I you and I both talked about this last week on air and even more so off air. We want Nottingham Forest back in the Prem next year. So I think this the the first matchup I think will end in a one 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 draw. I think Nottingham Forest then goes back to Nottingham Forest and wins two two nothing and moves on. I think away Nottingham Forest takes care of business, and then at home they just play really defensive to kind of maintain a zero zero score so that they can just win it at home and and move on with life. Um, I do think Sheffield is going to be quite difficult for them, but not difficult to the point where they they lose all the work they, they have that they have managed to make. So. Okay. So Huddersfield town or not enforced. I'd say not enforced personally. I'm hoping not. Enfor- I think realistically, whoever comes out and not enforced and Sheffield is going to move up, move back up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. That's where, that's where my head's at uh, for that. Um, but speaking of the two the two teams from the Prem, the FA Cup is this weekend. We're gonna talk about that. Uh, Liverpool and Chelsea. What are we thinking? This is Liverpool's title to win, frankly. Um, the style of football that they're playing, the amount of oomph that 
Luis Diaz brings in to this team is just far too dangerous for Chelsea to deal with. Uh, where several Chelsea players are already checked out because they already know what the future holds ahead. Uh, for example, Reese James and Antonio Rudiger. I don't really think that Chelsea has much here. Um, frankly, with Pulisic also being out for them and all that stuff, um, they don't really have much of assets to work with. Lukaku's not the same guy that he once was. If there's somebody that can shut down Lukaku left and right, is Virgil van Dijk, and Virgil van Dijk right now is playing again at the top level that he once was. So I think this is this is Liverpool's uh, trophy this year. Yeah, I agree. I think this is their – I think they went through nothing. I think Luis Diaz is a big factor in this, and that's why I think if Liverpool wins this one. I just think, realistically speaking, I don't see it ending the way that the – the FL Cup or the Carabao Cup, I should say, ended. I think they straight up to nothing outright, like Liverpool, uh, to host to, to hoist the FA Cup at the end of it. Speaking of Liverpool, have, did you see uh, Pep's comments about the title race? Yeah, I mean, rooting, he thinks everybody's rooting against yeah. against them. I I think that's just sour grapes by by Pep. Um, it's even more sour grapes realizing the fact that he didn't get to the Champions League final. Once again, he's choked to arrive there. He choked to arrive there with Bayern. He choked to arrive there with with Barcelona, um, with Manchester City on various occasions. Um, you know, I, I think it's just sour grapes. I, I think it's a comment that comes from a competitive fire between those two. Uh, but it's not a comment that he 100% meant as uh, as hostile. I think it's just sour grapes. That's really it. Yeah. I just, for me, it's, I agree with your, your point on the fact that they blew Champions League. They blew Champions League again. Like, this happens every year. They're, that the Real, let's, let's be honest here, the, Real, the two Real Madrid goals, in the, the three minute span that that happened was absolutely ballistic. That never in my years did I think that Real Madrid would 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 win that game after how they played the first seventy five minutes of that game. So you got to take it on the chin, but also too not for nothing. You have won the title what four out of the last five. Mm-hmm. People are looking for new. T- I understand Liverpool won it the other year, but people are looking for somebody else to win the league title. So from that aspect, I just think, you know, if you want to be competitive in European football, stop blowing big big leads in in tournaments like that. Plain and simple right there. I mean, for me, it was plain and simple, the mistake that Pep Guardiola made uh, against Real Madrid, especially in the last five minutes. He went for a very lax style of football. Playing against a team that's known to be a closer in the last five minutes of those games. Every single one of those moving staging games that Madrid has had, they did against PSG, they did against many others all the way through the end of this tournament. They have closed the deal in the last five minutes. And when you are playing a careless 
football where the defense is basically wide enough so that Rodri can go right in the middle. I mean, come on, you're Pep Guardiola. You're much better than that. You know that you need to shut down the half and you know that you need to keep the ball within the within the midfield. That way, if Madrid is to move forward, you have a, a defensive forefront to block it. But if you're to move forward, you're not moving forward too much. You're just kind of causing them to get panicked and make a mistake. Um, yep. it, it's just, it, it was pointless what Pep Guardiola was doing. Absolutely pointless. And the more I was watching and the more I watched that tape, I'm like, this is, this is a guy that's considered the world's best football coach. And you're doing these mistakes. Come on, man. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I think for me, and now it just goes to show that how bad Man City wants a Champions League title based off of this move that is going to be announced officially as of later on this week, according to our famous insider, Fabrizio Romano. Uh, Erlen Holland has officially signed with Manchester City. That's this is just absurd. What What – what is City doing? All they're doing realistically is, in my opinion, is they're adding another mouth that they can't feed. Realistically. So now think of that, think of that attacking front. You have Raheem Sterling, you have Jack Grealish, who you already have to split time with. You have Gabriel Jesus, you have Bernardo Silva, you have Raheem Mares, you have Phil Foden, another guy. Those are seven guys right there. You have to fill right there. And now you add Erlen Holland to that mix. I mean, let's be honest here. What what are we doing? Obviously, it makes me believe that Bernardo Silva or and or Raheem Mares will be out of Manchester City moving forward. But what what are your what are your thoughts on just Manchester City just going after the big fish again? Is it a move that's going to help them win the Champions League? Is it something that's going to hurt them in the long run? Like, what do you, how do you feel about this Erlen Holland move? I'm not excited about it. I think it's a big, it's a big move for them from a PR standpoint, right? Erlen Holland, one of the biggest future footballers there is in the world right now, besides killing Mbappe and some others. Sure. That all, all of that makes a lot of sense, but here's the problem the city faces. They're going to need to find replacements for Bernardo Silva, who will be potentially moving on from the club. Could be going to somewhere like Barcelona. Could be going to somewhere like, you know, uh, Villarreal. Could be could be going anywhere in La Liga or maybe Serie A. There's rumors of Gabriel Jesus potentially signing with Arsenal. There is um, rumors of Riyad Mahrez potentially going to PSG. On top of that, now there's rumors linking Paul Pogba to Manchester City. When you add all these high egos, yeah, Pep, Pep is really good with these high-profile uh, players. But here's the problem. These high-profile players have proven from time to time again, no matter what club it is, it becomes a serious issue in the locker room. PSG, for example, they have Lionel Messi, Neymar, and Kylian Mbappe. That front three right there is by far the most lethal three front there is in the whole entire world on paper. But performance-wise, they're not there. Lionel Messi has barely scored, what, 10 goals throughout the whole year for PSG? That's that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it hasn't been, it hasn't been good. Uh, Kylian Mbappe has basically has carried 
Kylian Mbappe has basically carried PSG all by himself with the help of maybe Angel Di Maria and maybe even uh, Paredes, and that's about it. But other than that, like, it's all these big profile names that at the end of the day, it's just going to create a huge hostile and egotistic locker room, and he's going to end up making the same mistake that Manchester United is currently in. I mean, we have a lot of high-profile names in Manchester United, and frankly, their performance one day is, holy shit, United's back, and the next day is like, why hasn't United been relegated? It's as simple as that. Uh, so I'd be interested to see what additional pieces Manchester City decides to move around in the summer, but for now, I think this is a move that will potentially hurt them. Um, unless, again, during the summer season, they, they do some really good moves that kind of alleviate those empty holes that players like Silva, like Jesus, and and others uh, fulfill. I mean, Bernardo Silva, as it is, he, he fulfills three roles, basically, with the Manchester City. He does his own role. He can be... A, perform, a, a wonderful performance dri uh, driver when Raheem Sterling or Jack Wheelish are not performing, or he's a phenomenal backup to somebody like Phil Foden. If Bernardo Silva leaves, who's your talisman after that? You don't really have that. Um, if Gabriel Jesus leaves, who's your other attacker? Rijan Maris? Rijan Maris is more of a winger. Right. Sterling is a winger as well. He's not He's not a center attacker. So at that point, that leaves you with Phil Foden to be your finisher, which, yes, Phil Foden has an incredible good finish uh, foot, but that's just not his position. Right. So no, I feel you on that. I mean... You, you have a lot of wingers, so I think at the end of the day, this is a move that leaves Manchester City with a central attacker, for sure, in Erling Haaland, but it's not a move that solidifies a lot of holes that Pep Guardiola is going to need to cover in his lineup. Right. I mean, realistically speaking, if you think about it out loud, besides maybe Kareem Benzema and Robert Lewandowski, who has scored the most goals in the Champions League for strikers in the past two seasons besides Erlen Holland? That's the reason why they got him is because he he's been able to get the goal that his team has needed in a situation like that. I think for me, people think it's going to hurt Liverpool moving forward, which I just, I'm just going to laugh at because them getting a world-class striker, it doesn't hurt Liverpool in any way because you knew it was going to happen. Liverpool's aspect, if they want to compete next year, they have to just keep, keep everything that they had and maybe add a little bit in their midfield. That's it. Get it. Go get a Jude Bellingham. Go get a Ronaldo Sanchez. Go get some, somebody like that that can fit your midfield right there, and you're, and you're set. Well, back off of Ronaldo Sanchez. Up front, they're okay? good. Ronaldo Sanchez is Manchester United target. Back off. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll just deplete Dorman. Give me Drew Bellingham then. We'll go from the we'll, – we'll do that. Um, but, no, it's just – you think about it moving forward. I mean, Manchester City has some decisions that they're going to have to make, unfortunately. Gabriel Jesus has played majority of the season as their number one striker. He's gonna, he's not gonna go back to taking a backseat to that. He's gonna go elsewhere. Um, and just like looking at that team as a whole, I mean, you still got Gundogan. Uh, you're, you're paying Kevin De Bruyne all that money. You're gonna be paying Erlen Holland just a little under. Will you pay him a week? Like, 
the bills that are going through Manchester City now are a little bit a little bit heavy. And I don't know if the ownership's gonna be able to to handle all those personalities. There's gonna be players that are gonna be on the move as loan deals, and that's where some of that financial backing will finally come into fruition. Yeah. And he's gonna have to do that. Like I can picture Gondwan going on loan to somebody like Roma, where by the way, huge mass massive respect to Jose Mourinho. And I want to say this on record, Jose Mourinho is 100% back. That guy is 100% back. And watch out Champions League because that guy is going to compete with his heart in Champions League. Um, Gondolin can easily go to Roma for a loan move. Uh, somebody like Gabriel they're Jesus. In, they're not in Champions League. They're not in Champions League qualifications? I no, thought they were in fourth they're... place. No, they lost. No, they're in, they're in sixth. Oh, that's right. No, never mind. I'm sorry. It's the um, Europa League where they could be going. And honestly, I mean, well, they 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 blew their chance today because they lost to the, uh, Florentina to to nothing. Yeah, but also Mourinho. Well, right now they're in sixth. They're 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 still with 59 points. They they still got plenty of chances to go. They got about yeah two or three more chances to go. Um, regardless of that, though, I mean, Mourinho has done a phenomenal job with Roma. I mean, let, let's just put them on, the the chips on the table right now. I mean, if you look at how Tammy Abraham is performing, who knew he could perform at that level? Somebody that trusted him was Jose Mourinho. And, you know, and, and, and Jose Mourinho. I knew he could. Game. He just wasn't going to do it with Chelsea. No, he was never going to get the opportunity with Chelsea. Um, no, he was not. No way. I mean, realistically, right now that. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it, like a lot of moves will need to be made in Manchester City, and that's why I'm saying I'll be intrigued to see what they do this summer in terms of signing because they're gonna need to do some serious moves. They 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 will need to make them. Oh yeah. No, for sure. We'll, and we'll even have to better, wait and see. Even uh, one still, last there's, thing. There, yeah. There's still a question left to be answered nobody knows if Pep Guardiola is back next year yeah but you could sign all these players and still not have your number one coach Mm -hmm. that's that that's the next one that needs to be tackled uh last thing we're going to touch upon tonight uh I I completely misread when I thought this uh this match was but it's the Cobertalia final Juventus and Inter Milan what do you think? Uh, I hate to tell you this, but I think Inter Milan wins this one. I, I mean, I agree, man. It's just this team. I don't know. It's just, I'm surprised they're still sitting in fourth place in in Serie A right now, comfortably. Yeah. Yep. That's. The, and this is another team. This summer, we're gonna see big moves happen throughout Juventus because. You're gonna have to look because the ball is probably the ball is definitely gone. Matias Delit might be gone. Avrata Morata might be gone. They might get rid of Quadrado. They could just have a complete overhaul. Uh, Cicciolini might be gone. Benucci, like these guys are all getting up there in age as well. So they might be going a little bit on the younger way here. But I don't know. I'm curious to see how Juventus plays out this summer. But Inter Milan, I think, is gonna win the Coppa Italia. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 
Any, any final thoughts on anything else before we conclude episode 82 of the Yellow Card Podcast? No, if we just want to do real quick our MLS best selection, I don't know how we stood last time. Oh, well, uh, both of our selections ended in a draw, so we're, we're, we're looking looking real good. Okay, all right. Um, all right. Um, what are you picking I'll go for first. I'm taking – I am taking – the, the I need a win desperately. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go back to the well here. They were good for me last year. They're gonna be good for me again this year. I'm gonna take my good friends down in Real Salt Lake, and I have them beating Austin FC. Nice. Um, I'm gonna go for the overachievement here. And I'm going to pick the Philadelphia Union to beat the New York Red Bulls. So I have... This is the first and second place battle. And I'm going with Philadelphia Union to keep first place. Then you have Philadelphia. Okay. All right. Any other final thoughts before we conclude? Summer window's going to be hot, man. It's going to be hot in many leagues. So keep up with us. Keep up with us. Oh, for sure. Trust me, we we were thinking about the content we were going to put out this summer, and we're going to have so much with all the transfer window rumors and our predictions on where these top names are going to land. Trust me, the summer's going to be great, and then right in the fall, we get back into the Prem. We're going to dive in a little bit more. We're going to – it's not going to be a Prem-heavy show. We're going to dive in a little bit more. We're going to – Start getting more affiliated with the Liga more often. We're going to start getting affiliated with Serie A more often. Luguan, Bundesliga. We're going to start getting that shit going as well. And then, obviously, in November, we got the World Cup, and that's where the creme de la creme of content is happening. Mm-hmm. Be careful because Diego and I have plans for it, and you're not going to want to miss it. But yep. with that being said, signing off, episode 82, Yellow Card Podcast. I almost said the name of our other podcast to stop myself uh, but we'll sign it off and we'll see you guys next week for episode 83 peace peace